church that I go to is, is the river. I go there to wash everything away. I wish you were there drinking rum, crying your little eyes out. <laughs> this fly that my Uncle Jimmy and my grandpa perfected, they found it. They found the materials to tie it in the back of a taxi Down in Andros, they just tell you to bring gotchas. Don't bring anything else. When I was out there on the water with people, I was... I can feel the energy of other Definitely. people, and I care about it. I think that's one of the most crucial parts of fly fishing that often gets overlooked. You know, we're jet-lagged, lack of sleep, we're half-drunk. Holding on to your nuts with one hand, you're holding on to the boat with the other hand. Shitting and tall cotton, dude. Man, this is what's going on in the world right now. You know, you're on a boat fishing down a beautiful river. Be deliberate with everything that you do with yeah. fly fishing. Yeah. Well, what do you do on your days off? I'm like, I'm on this boat. I'm rowing people down the river trying to figure out what's fishing. But I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't trade it, man. It's awesome. All right. We are back at it a little bit. Um, Hope everybody's doing well out there. It's wild time in the neighborhood, that's for sure. Um, hopefully, if you guys are get out getting fishing, or yeah, out getting fishing, um, you're social distancing. I know, sounds dumb, but uh, hopefully, hopefully some people are getting out. I'm getting out a little bit, um, which brings me to this podcast which is based off of a saying that my dad used to tell me all the time uh, when I was a kid. And I never, I mean, I I understood it. I I got what it meant, but uh, there's a lot deeper meaning to it when when you really look at it. Um, So the saying is, see fish, catch fish. And I know, it sounds dumb. That's exactly what sight fishing is, right? Yes. Um, But when I was a kid, it was a positive saying. It gives a lot of hope. And I remember my dad telling me that all the time. If you see fish, you can catch fish. Um, And so it kind of made me simmer down a little bit and relax and start looking for fish before I started fishing. And I was able to find fish and then be able to fish to them. Instead of just jumping right in and getting my boots wet, going right for it, I, w- I, I could sit down and hang out for a minute and watch and look for fish. So at a young age, I was taught to, to look for fish before I started fishing. Um, and the funny thing about this saying is, I mean, my, my dad used to say it all the time when I was a kid. Like I said, I mean, he'd say it all the time. And so it was pounded into my head, see fish, catch fish. And I asked him actually today where that came from. And he said it came from Charlie Myers. I'm sure some of you know who Charlie Myers is. Some of you don't. But Charlie Myers was an outdoor writer for the Denver Post wrote a lot of fishing columns and there's a Charlie Myers state wildlife area named after him. He was a hell of a guy. I was lucky, lucky enough to be able to fish with him a little bit growing up. Um, but apparently that saying came from Charlie Myers growing up. I thought it came from my dad. So I had to ask him today, where'd that saying come from? Um, came from Charlie Myers, but for me, I got it from my dad and again, it was one of those things at an early age, which was great to teach a kid looking back on it now. See fish, catch fish. Take a moment, look at the stream, look at the river, look at the creek, try to see some fish, try to see what's going on before you can catch fish. Um, and, you know, it means exactly what it says. If you see them, you can catch them, right? That's that's what it's supposed to be about. Um it's helped me a lot when I was a kid. 
and I would focus so much on trying to find fish before I'd cast to them or at least see something happen, see a fish rise, see something before I started doing anything. And so growing up, this helped me develop this pattern of understanding the river and looking at the river differently before I stepped in, before I started fishing. And this came to me, I, I think it came a long time ago. My dad and actually were, my dad and I were actually on the phone and we were drinking some beers, hanging out, talking. And I think this came to us and we forgot about it, but I've been wanting to do a podcast about sea fish, catch fish. And again, I'm sure people are thinking, well, that's sight fishing. That's sight fishing. Yes, it is. It's sight fishing. But there's a lot more to it, and it can break down a lot of different ways. Um, this can apply to nymphing, hopper dropper, dry fly, uh, streamer fishing. Saltwater, obviously, is sight fishing. You're looking for fish. Um, we're not going to talk about saltwater right now. We're going to talk about how this applies to the trout stream um, or the creek or the river, whatever. Um, I'm not going to talk about tailwater. You know me on this podcast. I don't talk too much about the tailwater aspect of it, but um, I'm going to talk about how this came to me today and, and what happened today. I went out and fished. I'm not going to tell you where because people in Gunnison County will be listening. Um, I know that's for sure. But I went and fished a body of water today. Um, I hadn't fished it in a while. And I walk up to the body of water. Um, almost messed up there. I walk out to the body of water. And um, I had grabbed my dry fly rod from my truck and it was already rigged up with a dry fly and a small foam emerger on it. I figured, screw it, you know, I'm, I'm just going to fish this. I don't feel like bringing two rods. I'm not going to bring a nymph rod and a dry fly rod. So I just brought the one four-weight dry fly rod. And again, rigged up dry fly with an emerger on the back. And I walk out. And the first thing I think about was, well... Water's clear enough right now. It's early enough where the water's not green. I should be able to see some fish. Once I start seeing fish, then I know where fish are going to be holding. And then I can start casting to those areas. So the first thing that happened is I walked out, got to the water, and I saw a couple fish book it from close to the bank on a little sandbar. I thought, perfect. All right, they're hiding in this slow water sandbar. They're soaking up some sun. Still early, they're trying to get warm. Perfect. I know exactly where these fish are going to be hiding. Well, for now. Um, so that's sea fish, catch fish. I'm, I'm going, all right, I see where they're sitting. They spooked. All right, now as I'm walking up river, I'm going to look for these types of areas. I'm kind of hanging out. I'm, I'm greasing up my dry fly and my merger a little bit, and I see a fish rise. I'm like, all right, see fish catch fish. I just watched that fish rise. So I put about uh, maybe half a dozen casts towards where that fish was. Nothing happened. Nothing ate. Nothing happened. Okay, well, I know that fish is there. I saw him. I saw him. That means I can catch him. So finally, I, I, I gave him a little rest. Maybe he's a little spooky. I'm fishing, I'm fishing 5X to 6X. I know that sounds crazy for me, but I am. Um, clear water, low water. So I'm fishing pretty small tippet to my dries. And uh, I finally put a cast over him. Obviously can't see my emerger. My first dry goes under I set the hook boom fish pops off that's fine that's perfect I saw that fish I caught that fish I'm almost positive it was that fish and I went all right well they're eating some dries that's great news that's awesome and as I'm walking up river I'm still spooking fish and I'm looking to where I'm spooking these fish I'm almost intentionally intentionally spooking these fish see where they're coming from so I know where they're hiding 
it's sea fish, catch fish. Like I said, I can elaborate on this. And all of a sudden I get to a small pool and there's some rising fish. You can see them. I mean, they're rising all over the place. I'm like, awesome, sweet. So I changed that emerger to small Griffith's gnat, um, small mids dry, high vis so I can see it. I mean, it's a 22, I believe. I always tie them with high vis just so I can see them. I'm not old where I can't see, but I'd like to see them as best as I possibly can. So I get this Griffith's gnat on and I start seeing fish rising. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to target those fish. I'm sight fishing at this point. See fish, catch fish, right? I'm kind of watching them, seeing where these fish are rising, how close they are to me. At this point, I'm kneeling down so I'm not standing up and making a big shadow and casting over these fish. Um, and I start from the back since I'm walkway. I'm starting from the back and working my way up so I don't spook all the fish behind me by hooking a fish up front so I cast out hook a fish in the back of the pool pops off it's barbless perfect cool all right it ate the griffith snap all right I know what they're eating okay cool I know where they're sitting so I hook a couple more fish in there it's great it's awesome that's exactly what you're looking for I'm seeing where these fish are hiding so now I can start to target those areas. So now as I'm walk wading up this body of water, I can start focusing on these certain points where these fish are. Um, the first thing I did, sorry, I got to go back. Um, before I tied on that Griffith's gnat, I got to a point where I saw a lot of fish. I kind of spooked a lot of fish in this area and I actually tied a dropper on instead of that emerger before I tied the Griffiths. Um, I had a little zebra midge on there and just dry dropper, one dry, one dropper and caught a fair amount of fish on the zebra midge. But I had seen those fish move around. I kind of spooked them, and they'd moved around, and I let them sit for a minute, and then I put on a dropper, casted to them, caught a fair amount of fish with the dropper. And then I finally had some fish come up for the dry. Sorry, excuse me, kind of messed that up. Um, and then I decided, all right, I'm going to go straight dries. Okay, so flash forward now. Did my flashback, now I'm flash forward to straight dries. So I know where these fish are sitting, and I can see them as I'm walking. I'm spooking fish, and so I'm getting more and more stealthy. I'm starting to find areas where these fish are hiding and creeping up to these areas, pulling out a fair amount of line, making some long casts at first, and I decided, all right, I'm not a long caster. This isn't my style. I'm going to sneak up as close as I can, get on my knees, and start making some casts. So I pull up to an area, and I'd get down on my knees and watch first. I'd watch what was happening. And there's foam lines and bubbles. All of a sudden, you'd start seeing all these sips, all these sips happening. It was like, all right perfect game on this is dry fly heaven this is what i'm looking for so i started targeting fish i was seeing fish catching fish i'd find a fish looking at the back of the hole first watching fish rise cast to it boom fish on find another one and i try and pull them out of that hole as fast as i could so i wasn't spooking them obviously they're very spooky at this point if they're spooking just by me walking so I'm trying to pull these fish away from the top of the hole so they're not spooking all the fish. And so as I'm releasing this fish, it gives the other fish a moment to, you know, relax, calm down for a second. And I'd blow out my dry flies for a moment, and then I'd watch. I'd see another fish rise. I'd see another fish rise. I'd see another one come up. All right, where are these fish sitting? Okay, they're, this one's closer to me than that one. Let's go for the close one first. And so I'd cast to the closer one, boom, fish. Cool. Pull him out of there as quick as I can, get him away so he's not running upstream. Get him out of there. 
now I got time for him to sit down again. I can sit and watch. So I'd sit and watch and I'd watch fish. All right, fish is rising right here. He's consistently rising. Okay, perfect. Let's put one in there. Make a couple drifts, nothing. Okay. All right, make another drift. Boom, fish. Okay, great, 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 great. And these fish would, you know, after a couple were caught, they'd spook and they'd be done. They'd sit down. And, you know, as a fisherman at that point, if they're not coming up anymore, naturally you'd take that back dry off, that Griffith's gnat, and you'd throw an emerger or a nymph on that's going to go to the bottom. But I was just targeting dry fly eating fish. I was just looking for fish. So water's clear. I can see a lot of fish. So I'd, I'd get to a point where, all right, fish aren't rising anymore. Let's go move up to a different area. And I did intentionally kind of walk up on the hole I was just fishing and look to see where these fish were sitting. I try and walk just a little bit where I could spook them and see where they were sitting after I fished it. You go, okay, all right. I know where you guys are sitting. And, you know, most often these fish are going to be sitting in those fishy areas. But how do you know what's fishy? You know it's fishy because you see fish there. That's why it's fishy. That's why this whole saying comes in, see fish, catch fish. That's where this whole saying comes in. So I keep walking up and I'm looking for specific places. I'm looking for specific places where I know I've seen fish already. I'm looking for slow back eddies, slow pools with a little drop at the top. I'm looking for foam lines. I'm looking for rising fish. So all of a sudden I come up on another hole. Great. All right. This looks good. Um, I'm real stealthy about it. I'm real low. I creep in, get to my knees, and I'm watching the hole, watching for fish. And all of a sudden, it's just mayhem, just fish rising, fish rising, fish rising. Great. All right. Start casting in. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, one after another. Um, and I was targeting them again. I started from the back of the hole and worked my way up. So I'm not spooking those fish up top. Um, I'm fishing this little foam line along the bank. I guess it would be river left if you're floating down, uh, river left. But as I'm walking up, I'm on the right side and I'm watching these fish rise and there's one fish that's rising pretty aggressively and I can't get him to eat at all, at all. I can see him, can't get him to eat. Again, most fishermen would change flies. At this point, I'm just having too much fun catching these fish. So I keep targeting other fish and casting to them, casting to them, catching fish, catching fish. It's great. You know, that's all you can ask for when you're dry fly fishing is that you're consistently seeing fish rise and catching fish. Um... And so I keep seeing this fish, these fish rise, and I finally put one in there with the wind and everything, finally got it right. This fish came up, whiffed. I don't know if I whiffed or the fish whiffed. I'm not really sure. Um, I actually got this fish to eat a couple times and never, never hooked them. Um, because it, if, if you're watching and you're seeing fish, you can know where these fish are sitting in the column and how they're eating. And you know when you hook a fish, either that's the fish you were targeting or it's not. And so a couple times I landed a couple fish. I was like, that wasn't the fish I was targeting. I'm pretty positive on that. And a lot of these holes that I was walking up on, they might hold, you know, 10 to 15 fish. Couple, couple of these holes holded probably, they were holding maybe 20 to 30 fish. It was kind of unreal. And you could see them. Like I said, it was low, clear water. Um, without giving too much away here, but low clear water. And I was like, all right, I'm done with this hole. They kind of quit coming up. Um, I've just casted over them too many times. I've caught too many fish. And 
but I, I hold that in my bank. You know, I put that in my head like, all right, I know there's a lot of fish sitting in this one spot. And I kind of marked it where it was. And as I'm walking up, I'm walking the bank and I'm looking down to see how many fish I spook. And all of a sudden, all these fish spook out from under the bank. And there was a lot of fish holding in this hole. I mean, maybe 30, 35 fish. One good size fish, maybe 20 inch or inches. I mean, good fish. And I was sitting there and go, oh my God. I mean, that's a good fish. That's a decent fish holding in there. I don't think that was the fish I saw rising. I really don't. Um, but I know that fish is there. So I can see, I saw that fish. I know it's there. All right. So that's this whole sea fish catch fish. You know, these fish are there if you can see them. Um, as I continued up, you know, I caught a couple more fish. That last hole I was just talking about was probably one of the best. I had the most fun fishing it. Um, I fished a couple, little bit more, a couple more back eddies and, you know, screwed around. I was fishing some left hand, um, just to give it a little bit more action, you know, give the left hand some more action, um, and just work on a little bit. But the whole point to this story is, is the whole time that, I mean, I mean, from the first moment I walked up to this body of water, it was sea fish, catch fish. As long as I see them and I know where they're at. I can catch fish. So as I start walking up river and I'm, I'm fishing the likely spots where I, where they should normally be hiding or where I've seen them hiding and I'm not seeing much action, maybe a rise here and there, but it kind of stopped and it could have been bugs. Definitely could have been bugs. Um, you know, the bugs might've shut down. These fish just kind of quit getting active and they weren't feeding on top anymore. But as I'm walking up, I'm intentionally trying to blow some of these holes to see if there's fish in there. And as I'm walking up, I'm seeing less and less fish. So naturally, see fish, catch fish. If I'm seeing less and less, I'm going to dial it back and go, all right, I need to go somewhere else. I'm seeing less fish in some of the likely spots. So that means they're not holding here. They're not here right now. So I decided I'm going to walk back towards the truck. And I ended up going back to the hole where I saw the the big fish, the 20-inch fish, 18 to 20-inch, I would say. He was sitting in there. Um, and I, I, I gave it a wide berth, and I actually came around from the other side of it. So if you're looking down river, be river right. I'm fishing it on the left side if I'm looking up. Technically, it's river right. But looking up, I'm on the left side, and I decide instead of the dry fly, I'm going to actually throw on a dropper and see what happens here. Um, so I kept my first dry fly, and I didn't change the length. I'm fishing, fish, bleh, excuse me, fishing 6X fluoro. Um, and it's maybe sitting about 20 inches or so maybe less than that from my first dry, the tippet material. So I tie on a little zebra midge. It's got a, a larger bead on it, so I know it's going to drop down just a tad. Um, and it was a little tough to cast just because the wind, I got a four weight and I got a dry fly leader on, but occasionally I could get it where I wanted it to be. Um, and so I cast maybe a dozen times. I'm not picking up anything. I'm like, all right, well, I know there's fish here. I've seen the fish in this hole. I've caught fish in this hole. I've seen them. They've had at least two hours rest. Um, I know they're here. So what can I do here? So I'm fishing. And finally, at the end of one of my drifts, I just slowly pick up that nymph boom, fish on as I'm picking it up. I'm like, all right, well, they're eating it as it's coming up. It's merging. Um, all of a sudden, it turned on again. I'm catching a lot of fish on that zebra midge on the bottom. Again, maybe, I, I think it was probably like 16 to 18 inches, not 20 inches down. 16 to 18 inches of tippet material. So I'm picking up a fair amount of fish. All of a sudden, my zebra midge gets trashed. 
the beads all the way back to the bend of the hook. I mean, it's just, it's torn up. Um, that, that means it's, it's fishing pretty good. So I decide I'm going to change my tip it up and I go, man, I just have, I want to see that big fish. You know, I'm catching a lot of smaller fish right now, but I want to see that big one. I want to start seeing some more quality. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm to the point where I've had a good day. Now I'm experimenting a little more. And again, I know there's fish in here. I know there's a lot of fish sitting in this hole. So I cut off my tippet off my dry fly and I tie on a new section of about 24 inches, probably about 24 inches tippet, 6X fluoro. And I tie on a little bit bigger midge with a bigger bead. So this means it's going to drop quicker. It's going to get down to the bottom quicker. Got a little more length on it or a little more depth. It's going to get down. Um, all of a sudden, I mean, first cast, it, boom, boom. And I'm now I'm all of a sudden catching more quality fish, you know, 15 to 16 inch fish. I'm going, hell yeah, this is sweet. You know, I mean, this is what we're looking for. And, you know, I'm not going to brag too much, but it was, it was a pretty good, pretty good hole. Um, I caught a lot of fish out of that hole. I spent a good hour, hour and a half fishing that hole, maybe, maybe even longer fishing it with dries and then fishing it with the dry dropper. Um, but all it was, was just dropping down that tip a little more and adding a little more weight with that weighted fly. And because this water was so clear and low, these fish were really spooky on, um, you know, indicators bigger flies so that's why I was throwing a small mayfly up top and then I would go to that Griffiths gnat and then I went to the zebra midge early in the morning when I was first fishing that zebra midge um, they were really spooky on that when it would hit the water they'd spook a little bit and so um, I ended up in the early morning I toned down the zebra midge went smaller and then I started catching some fish just watching that dry fly and kind of watching it track. Occasionally, it would make so a weird move um, to the side, and I'd set the hook, and there it was. It was mainly an indicator at that point until I started seeing these fish rise. See a fish rise. But again, Just the whole point of right the story is see fish rise, I could so see fish, okay. and therefore well, I saw that fish. Um, that this means was pounded you can catch into my fish. head when I was a kid. Sea fish, catch You've already fish. seen it. You and know it's going to still eat. My first pounded. If I got a nymph right when I walk walking up to a body of water, I see like, a fish. Right, I need to see some fish first. I'm going to cast Then I know fish. I can catch Most fish. likely, that fish is going to um, eat a nymph again, as well. It's, positive it's not only going to eat a drop. It gives some hope. It will eat a nymph. So my first Get move I'm gonna make if I see a fish rise and, and I got a nymph rig on I'm gonna go all right is this cat can I make this cast can I, I get it there it then, all right where's this fish holding definitely first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try to put a cast now. above that um, fish I use most often than not day. if you give it enough time so, given let's that say story, you see that fish you give it a minute put a cast in that fish is gonna eat that nymph it's a lot of effort for a fish to come up for that dry fly when there's nymphs floating by as well. They're not only just eating dries. Sometimes they are, but a lot of the times they're eating. The, they're coming up, eating dries, eating nymphs. I mean, they're moving around that column quite a bit. There's definitely some fish that are just keying in on those dries. But say you got the nymph rig on. This is worst case scenario. You see a fish come up and rise. You got a nymph rig on. Put a cast in there almost guaranteed you're going to hook that fish or hook a fish around it. There's more fish hanging out around it. These fish aren't solo. So whenever I'm guiding, walk waiting, and I see that, and my client's got a nymph rig on, I go, oh, there's a fish that just rise, rose. Let's put a cast out over here, boom, fish. And I tell him, see fish, catch fish. That's exactly how it works. That is how it works. And so now you know where these fish are holding. You can learn the water of how, how they're holding, where they're holding. So let's work up to a little bit better case. Hopper dropper, okay? Let's say we walk, we're walking, we see a fish rise. All right, I got a hopper dropper on. I'm going to cast that hopper dropper above that fish just like I would an infrig, try and get those bottom bugs down. Here's my thing. All right, I got one dry fly on. I watched a fish rise, yet... It's a big hopper I'm throwing or whatever. 
there's an opportunity here that this fish might come up and take that hopper. And I've seen more often than not, when you see a fish rise, whether it's on a small bug or a big bug, and you throw that hopper up there, he's going to take a look at it or he's going to hit it. He or she, sorry. Um, they're going to take a look at it or they're going to hit it. And if they don't, you got a nymph below it, maybe two nymphs. So you got an opportunity there. Those fish are going to eat those nymphs. This is, it's sea fish, catch fish. It's pretty easy. And everyone's going to sit there and think, well, this is just sight fishing. It's not. It's understanding where these fish are holding. It's not just seeing a fish and casting to one fish. It's understanding where all these fish are holding and why they're holding there. And so you can, again, you can put that in your bank. You can understand, all right, I'm seeing fish here and they're holding here. So let's say I've made those casts and I didn't hook that fish, okay? Well, now I got to adjust. Maybe I'm going to change those bucks. Let's say I keep seeing that fish come up and rise. All right, maybe I go to a dry flower. Maybe I just change my bugs a little bit. Maybe I go a little lighter. Maybe he's eating the mergers. I'm going to change up my rig just a little bit before I go straight to dry flies. Because I know there's other fish around that one fish. I know there's other fish working in there, and I know there's other fish feeding. I can see that one is there, so that means there's some more sitting around that area. Um, so it's it's taking this and seeing what all is there. Not just seeing the one fish, but seeing that there could be other fish there. Okay, so let's say you walk up. And you see that fish rise, you got dry flies on. Great. Put a cast in. Doesn't eat. Okay. Maybe put another cast in. Doesn't eat. All right. One more cast. Doesn't eat. Okay. We just gave it a minute with three casts, maybe less, 45 seconds, three casts, three drifts, no eats. All right. Now you sit and watch. All of a sudden that fish comes up and eats again. Okay. Now I can time it. All right. He's eating about this amount in time. I'm not going to cast over him too much or I might spook him. Okay. So now I wait, I wait, I watch him rise again. Okay. So I got a, about another minute before that fish is going to rise again. I'm going to try and time that and catch that fish. All of a sudden you put one in at about 50 seconds, put it right above him. Boom. He comes up and eats fish on. It's easy as that. You see him, you watch him then you can understand what they're doing. It's a lot more than just sight fishing. I, I know a lot of people like to use this term sight fishing these days. Oh, I was sight fishing to this. I was sight, and with trout fishing, most of the time you're doing a lot of sight fishing when you're tailwater fishing. You're finding one fish and you're targeting that one fish. Um, with this, it's more of just understanding where these fish are sea fish catch fish okay let's go a little bit more in depth here i'm gonna get a little wacky zany for a moment um, i talked about walking in on holes and intentionally blowing holes to see where these fish hold i do that in the boat as well sometimes let's say i nymph a hole or work a hole pretty hard and i'm not picking up too many fish I might take that boat and roll over that hole and stand up and look down and see where these fish are actually hiding. They might be a little bit deeper. They might be a little bit further left. They might be a little bit further right, inside, outside. It depends. So sometimes I will intentionally row that boat over that hole to see where these fish are hiding. I've had multiple days where I've been fishing with clients and I go, man, this is a good hole. I know it should be fishing. I know it should be fishing. Not pulling a whole lot of fish out. So when I pull that boat out, I go, all right, let's go to the next spot. I'll intentionally pull that boat a little bit more upstream and I'll row over the entire hole and watch where these fish are moving from. That way I know for next time, all right, these fish were hiding on that inside seam. We we're fishing that outside seam most of the time because that's where I normally see them. But today they're on the inside seam. So tomorrow, let's start with the inside seam, then we'll work our way out. You can keep all that information. It's still see fish, catch fish. doesn't have to happen right that moment, 
You don't have to see them and catch them right that moment, but you still have to see them and see where they're hiding, okay? So I'll take that boat. I'll move over certain holes just to see where they are. I've definitely sat there for an hour and fished a hole hard, caught a couple fish. I go, I know there's more in here. There's got to be more fish. So I'll take that boat and row over that entire hole and work that hole and try and spook those fish and see where they were sitting. Because they will spook and you will be able to see exactly where they were sitting. Um, that is an excellent way to do that. Not a lot of people will use that and keep that. It might not work guiding for that day, but you can understand other holes just like it and go, okay, this is where they're sitting on that hole that we just went over. Now we're coming up to a hole that's about the same. Let's start here. This is where we saw the fish last time. And I do that all the time when I'm walk waiting or on the boat where I go, all right, this is where we've been picking up fish. This is where we've been seeing fish. Let's keep fishing those areas. I say that to clients and friends constantly. This is where we've been seeing fish. This is where we've been catching fish. So let's keep fishing this. And in my head, the whole time I'm thinking, all right, see fish, catch fish, see fish, catch fish. And I just keep thinking that because I know that those fish are going to be holding in those same areas that the hole I just passed. They're going to be in that same area day-to-day basis. Maybe they're a little inside. Maybe they're a little outside. But you can work that hole diligently and understand where those fish are going to be. This whole sea fish, catch fish thing, it's not, It's again, it's not just sight fishing. It's about understanding and keeping it, either writing it down or just keeping it in your head. All right, these are where these fish were yesterday. Or these are this time last year, this is where these fish were hiding. I'm going to fish that again. It's all about this memory game and understanding where these fish are. Okay, so let's get a little bit more. We're going to keep getting a little bit more elaborate. Let's go. Mm, let's go the streamer route first. Why not? Screw it. I have this written down. So let's go there first. All right, so the streamer route. I don't fish a whole lot of streamers. Um, I've watched people fish streamers. I've watched buddies fish streamers from the boat. I fish them from the boat occasionally. Depends on the day. But I don't like to fish them very often. But a streamer is a fish finder. It is a fish finder. And you can see fish that you normally wouldn't see. You don't necessarily catch them, but you can see fish you normally wouldn't see. Same thing with me intentionally blowing a hole by walking up on it to see where these fish are. That's what a streamer does. A streamer intentionally blows the hole and you can see where those fish are. So occasionally you might cast a streamer, whether in a boat or walk waiting. I Personally, I'd rather do it out of a boat if I am going to streamer fish at all. I'd rather be in a boat, but you can just cover more water. I've talked about that before on the podcast. But let's say we're floating down and I see a pocket. I cast a streamer into it. I'm working that streamer. All of a sudden, I see a big fish come up or a big flash. Doesn't necessarily eat, but I saw that fish. I know that fish is now there. You see fish, you catch fish. I know that fish is there now. I couldn't tell you how many, I mean, countless times where I've seen people throw streamers into holes and all of a sudden I find out where these fish are, these big fish are hiding and they're hanging out. And then I come by the next day and pop a hopper dropper in there or nymphic, boom, big fish out of that hole. Because I now know where it's sitting. I now know where it's at. So you can use that streamer at times. And again, this is long-term basis what I'm talking right now. Sometimes it's short-term, but right now what I'm talking is long-term basis. If I'm throwing a streamer and just fish finding, I'm looking long-term. Okay, I know I might not catch that fish today, but I know that fish is there. I know that fish will probably be in that area tomorrow. Maybe it wasn't a likely spot that you normally have somebody throw a hopper dropper, And then all of a sudden you throw a streamer in there and you see a big fish move. Okay, I didn't necessarily catch it, but I know that fish is there now. Now I can keep that in the back of my head and go, all right, 
there's a lot of fish in here or there's this big fish in here, whatever. So a streamer can be a great way to see fish catch fish in the long term, if we're talking long term. Um, again, I don't normally fish a ton of streamers, but when I do, I definitely use it as a fish finder. It's like, all right, I know that fish is there. Same thing with just throwing dries without seeing fish move in or seeing fish come up and eat dries. You can throw that dry and you can have fish come out of the woodwork sometimes and just come up and nose that fly. Maybe not eat it, but come up and look at it and go, all right, now I know that fish is there. Um, And then you can start understanding where these fish are going to be hiding or where the bigger fish are hiding or where the bigger population of fish are hiding. Um, so obviously the, you know, the biggest thing is, I mean, the best possible scenario is if fish are rising. That's how you know that fish are there. Um, but if you don't have that, you can use other techniques to find out if fish are there or find out where they're hiding in a certain water body. Um, the next thing I do is a hooked fish, you saw a fish. Even if you don't land it, if it pops off, try to remember where you hooked that fish, where that fish was. Because you saw a fish, you hooked it, you, you pretty much caught it. In my opinion, you caught it. Maybe you didn't land it. Landing and catching is a different thing. But... If you hook a fish in a certain area, you now know where those fish are sitting. That's seeing a fish. That's seeing a fish and being able to catch a fish. Now you can go and target those areas. So I, I lost my train of thought there for a moment after talking streamers because I just get so dumbfounded by it. Um, but you go back to the nymph and let's say you hook one. That means you know where they're hiding. You saw a fish, now you can catch a fish. And I know it's a basic concept. I know it's super basic. But you can really elaborate on this. Instead of just sight fishing going, oh, well, I see that one fish right there. No, start thinking bigger. Start thinking more long-term. Instead of just that short-term, I want to cast that one fish. I want to catch that one fish. No. I know that there's lots of fish sitting in here. Just like I did today on that bo- on that body of water where I came back to that hole, ended up throwing a dropper on and catching a lot more fish out of there. Again, don't want to toot my own horn, but I ended up coming back after catching a lot of fish on dries, coming back, catching a lot of fish on the nymph. And so you can see them, you know they're there, that means you can catch them. So... I talked about how if you see them rise, then you can cast to them with a nymph or hopper dropper or even a dry fly. Um, this means you can target the fish more and work the water harder. You can get after them a little bit more and you have a little bit be- better understanding of where these fish are going to be. Again, I know this sounds very simple. Um, And a lot of people probably use this technique, but I like to go really in depth with it. And I like to think about where I've seen fish in the past or big fish in the past. And I like to keep those in the bank is what I call it. Basically keeping it in my head. And I go, oh, I saw a big fish there one time. He might still be there. Or you might not catch that big fish, but there's a lot of other fish sitting there. If you can see them, you can catch them. And if you've seen them before, then you can catch them. And you start to key in on that. Um, You know, obviously this can pertain, this pertains to a ton of fly fishing. And I know people are going to say, well, that's just sight fishing. It's not sight fishing. It's not. Well, it is, but it's to a greater extent. Um, And, you know, this was just a saying that my dad used to tell me as a kid all the time. 
and it just stuck with me and it still sticks with me. And I tell clients, well, see fish, catch fish. I tell clients on the boat all the time. If I can't watch you on the boat at every given moment, if you see a fish rise or you see a fish moving, cast to it. Most likely you can catch it. If you can see it, you'll be able to catch it. I've done a lot of that where with clients, let's say I'm floating down. This is a great example. I almost forgot about this example. But let's say I'm floating down. So my job as I'm running that boat is to be looking downstream and seeing what's going on downstream. Not only to be tying bugs, watching my clients' rigs, telling them where to cast, blah, blah, blah. But looking downstream, I'm, I'm constantly looking downstream as to what's happening. So let's say my client up front casts the bank, great mend, you know, everything like that. Everything's working. All of a sudden I see a fish rise just below where they at, where they're at. They might not see it. I'm going to tell them, Hey, leave that, leave that. I just saw a fish rise right there. Leave that right where it is. Let it drift, let it drift, let it drift. All of a sudden, boom, fish on. Most likely that was the fish that just rose. More often than not, it's probably that fish that just rose. I don't have any statistics on this, but I would assume that because I saw that fish come up and eat, that is an actively feeding fish. He's also looking for nymphs. Even dry fly. If that client had a dry fly on or whatever, I'm going to tell him the same thing. If I see a fish rise downstream while I'm floating... I'm going to tell that person where to cast or to leave their bugs right where they're at. I just saw a fish there. Sometimes the person in the back will pick it up, maybe just timing. I'll say, hey, we just watched a fish rise right there. Put one in, boom, you got it right there. Leave it, leave it, leave it, boom, fish. Sometimes it's just timing. But when I'm fishing with buddies, let's say we're fishing, I mean, we're, when I fish with my buddies, we fish pretty hard. When I fish with Dane or Ryan or any of these guys, I fish pretty hard. We all do. Um, but I, my job, if I'm rowing that boat, is to be looking downstream and telling the person up front what just happened. All right, I just saw a fish rise coming up right here by this log. All right, let's get ready. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulling it. He was a little. He was six inches close. Six. Okay, put one there. Boom, fish. Because if you can see them, if you're constantly looking for that and watching for that, you're going to be a better angler that way, is if you can see fish moving. This helps a lot with all types of fishing. When I was in Texas and I was fly fishing for carp, a lot of that is sight fishing, but a lot of it is just seeing fish actively feeding and moving. And so I'd constantly be scanning the area, looking for fish working or looking for mud or look if I saw mud moving around I knew there was a fish there that means I can see fish that means I got a chance to catch a fish so this can be applied to a lot of different ways and it makes you really a, a lot more patient and so that's why I say this is great concept for kids if you're getting kids into fly fishing is to teach them to look at the water and look for fish either rising or moving or if they see one, I go, where, where'd you see that at? Because I get a lot of kids in the boat and they go, oh, I just saw a fish. I go, well, where'd you see it? Sometimes they're lying. They don't know. You know, sometimes they know. So I ask, well, where was it? Where was it? Well, it was right here. We just came over this hole and it was right here. Okay, cool. Now I know. So for the next time, I'm going to roll up on that hole differently. And I'm going to be able to get that person to catch that fish that was right there. Um, this might be... Again, you guys might be thinking this is just simple bullshit. What is this guy talking about? You can elaborate so much on this and really key in to certain fisheries if you can understand it. And if you can have a memory where you can understand, hey, I caught a fish here one time, that means there's probably a fish there this time. Especially for guiding, that helps so much. I can't tell you how much it helps. If you can remember where these fish were or one fish was just one fish or one big fish oh i saw a really good fish in there last week all right let's put one in there fish on all right cool maybe it wasn't the big fish maybe it was but if you can see fish you can catch fish long term and short term
think about it a little bit harder when you start going to the river and understanding where these fish are hiding. You see a lot of that where people know fishy areas for sure. A lot of people know fishy areas and that's great. That's awesome. That's the first step too, you know, but how do they know those fishy areas? Because they've seen fish there, right? Duh. But if you can see fish there on that day, then you can learn how to work certain areas. And you're going to have better chance of great days. Like I had today. It was an awesome day. All alone. Social distancing. I know it's cliche now. But uh, I was definitely social distancing where I was fishing today. I don't want to give too much away. So I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. Um, but yeah, hopefully this helps a little bit. Just think to yourself, see fish, catch fish, teach your kids, see fish, catch fish, teach your clients. I mean, you have no idea how much this will help improve your game. Think about it a little bit. See fish, catch fish. Thanks everybody for listening to the guided trip fly fishing podcast i know it's been a struggle for everyone these days it's been a struggle for me just to do podcasts it's a little boring doing it on my own um luckily i got some inspiration today and was able to crank this one out um so i appreciate everyone for still listening stay safe um do what you can this is uh tough times but uh we're gonna get through it we're gonna be fishing here soon Check us out on Instagram at The Guided Trip. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to yell at me, email me, theguidedtrip at gmail.com. It's pretty simple. Send me what you got. Thank you, everybody, for all the support and being here listening to the podcast. It's been fun. Hopefully, I can crank out more. We need ideas. I need ideas, people. Um, without my buddies around, you know, talking with me, a lot of things, they can't come up organically. So, uh, sometimes I need some help. Email me, message me, let me know. Thank you guys.